welcome you to Stevenson High Kirk here in North Ayrshire for our morning service here on Pentecost Sunday. Well, in the old hymn, we read these words, Come as the fire and clean our hearts with purifying flame. Let our whole soul an offering be to our redeemish name. Come as the dove and spread your wings, the wings of peace and love, until your church on earth below joins with your church above. Well, in our call to worship, we also read in Psalm 103, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, let's worship together in our opening hymn, Rejoice the Lord is King. Rejoice the Lord is King Give thanks and sing and triumph evermore. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again. I say, rejoice. Jesus, the Savior, reigns, the God of truth and love. Saints, he took his seat above. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again. I say, rejoice. His kingdom cannot fail. He
on this Pentecost Sunday. We unite our hearts in prayer. So let's pray. Come, Heavenly Father, we welcome you this morning and we ask that you would breathe upon us and fill us. Pour into our hearts your spirit of promise and pour into our worship the spirit of holiness. And may your Holy Spirit overflow into our homes, our streets, our church, our world, and into this time of worship. Oh, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Move in our hearts and in this place. Inhabit the praises of your people. We celebrate, yes, your life, your death, your resurrection and ascension. We celebrate your victory and we glory in your finished work. But we specially acknowledge you as our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And oh, how we thank you for your Holy Spirit of promise. And so, come, come Holy Spirit. You are so welcome. And especially on this Pentecost Sunday, come like a gentle dove. Comfort us with your grace, your mercy and your forgiveness. Settle us with your redeeming love and peace. And may we experience your transforming power like a mighty rushing wind roaring with power from on high. Oh, come, living, triumphant God, this day, this hour, this moment, for you are truly welcome in this place. Lord, we bless and praise your holy name. And now we unite our hearts as we share in the Lord's Prayer, praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we now take our Bible reading from Ezekiel chapter 37, that well-known chapter in the Old Testament, the prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 37 and verses 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, 
Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Amen. May the Lord bless us the reading of his precious word. Well, as we consider today, Pentecost Sunday, I thought, what a lovely chapter to reflect on. Ezekiel 37, where we see there the great need of the Holy Spirit to come. Ezekiel saw the need. Ezekiel had been part of a royal priestly family. Nebuchadnezzar had taken his family and the first wave into exile there in 598 BC. Ezekiel had seen great atrocities. He had witnessed the brutal violence of the Babylonians. And here he is now, a refugee in a camp there at the river Kibar in South Babylon. As we look at Ezekiel here, you'll notice that the first 24 chapters of the book of Ezekiel, they're focused on the judgment of Judah, sadly. But then in chapters 25 to 32, the judgment of God now goes out to other nations. But then when we come into chapter 33, there to chapter 48, we see a wonderful end to the prophecy of Ezekiel because there we find restoration, hope and resurrection. But our context here this morning, as we reflect on the great need of the Holy Spirit, remember how Jesus said to his disciples there as he ascended on high, he said, whatever you do, Wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Oh, you need the Holy Spirit. These early apostles, the early disciples, they needed the Holy Spirit. They needed the power of God upon them. And there in, in the early church, the church needed the Holy Spirit. They needed the power of God to be the church to move out from Jerusalem to Samaria and to the outer parts, to share the gospel of Christ. They needed the power of the Holy Spirit. And so here, as we look in Ezekiel chapter 37, and especially chapter 36, because notice in chapter 36, God had promised to restore his people, 
to the land. God was going to bring back Israel to the land of Israel. And even today, we see that promise fulfilled over and over again. And still God is bringing Israel back to the land. But this isn't just a promise to Israel. It's also a promise to us. Now, as God promises to restore his people to the land, chapter 37 is now an illustration of how he's going to do it. And so God gives a, an amazing picture of how he's going to restore Israel to the land and how he will restore his people. The question that really comes in chapter 36 and chapter 37 is, can God restore a sinful nation? Israel had sinned. They had fallen short of the glory of God. And today, in our day, we've also sinned and we've fallen short of the glory of God. Look at the nation of Scotland today. And the question comes to us, can God restore a sinful nation? Can God revive the nation of Scotland again? Well, in the Bible, the answer is a clear yes. God can restore a sinful nation. And God can revive a nation that has fallen away from God. I believe it with all my heart. The scriptures tell us. And so here I want us to notice, here's Ezekiel now. The Lord raises up Ezekiel. What to do? To tell the nation how they've fallen, how they've sinned, how they've erred, how they've lost that relationship with God. Was Ezekiel to go and tell the people all their flaws, their mistakes? No. God invites Ezekiel to come, to come into his presence and then to prophesy, to speak life over Israel. Well, as Ezekiel is caught up with God, as he's caught up with the Lord, he receives this vision. And we notice that in verses 1 to 3, this vision is a valley of dry bones. He sees this valley of dry bones. And as Ezekiel looks out, he notices that these bones, these dry bones were very many. There were very many bones in that valley. It was a multitude that no man could number. Thousands and thousands of bleached white bones scattered across the valley where once stood a great nation. This valley was a picture of Israel. They, were a, they had been a great nation a nation of multitudes worshipping God. They were God's people. But now, look, Ezekiel, his heart must have just broken as he looks over this valley of dry bones. Once a great nation, 
And you know, as I think of Ezekiel caught up there with God, looking at this vision of a valley of dry bones, I can't help but think of our own nation of Scotland. Once a great nation for the gospel. We were known as the, the land of the book. We were a land known for its revivals. We were a land known for sending out missionaries. Men and women had left Scotland to go out with the gospel. And people would come to Scotland because of what God was doing in our nation. Through the 1700s, when we experienced revivals, people would come over from America just to see what was going on, what God was doing. During the Welsh revivals, people would travel from all over to see what God was doing there in Wales. And there up in the Hebrides, in, the, in Lewis and in North East, people would travel to see what God was doing as he restored his people, as he revived his church. A valley, Ezekiel saw. But this was no revival. This was no great move of God. This was a valley of dry bones. Yes, once a great nation. A very dry nation now. But we also notice that yes, this valley of dry bones, the bones were many. But we're also told that they were also very dry. They were very dry. They had been left out for some time. They had been in this condition for a long time. So dry. Look at Scotland today. Even now we look at our own Church of Scotland with such decline. Have we become so dry? Where's the passion for the gospel? Where's the passion for the Lord Jesus? Where's our passion for prayer? Where's our passion for the word of God? Where's our passion for the lost, for evangelism, for mission? In many churches today throughout Scotland, and not just the Church of Scotland, but the church in Scotland, we've lost our passion to meet for prayer. There's no desire for prayer. There's no desire to be at the daily altar of prayer with God. And so here, Ezekiel sees this valley of dry bones. Very many and very dry. But the next picture we see from verses 4 to 8 here in chapter 37, the vision changes. It's no longer just a valley of dry bones. It's now a valley of what once was an army. What once was an army. Now we see this army that's dead. The bones here. Now Ezekiel, he had been quite used to prophesying to mountains and to forests. You can read there in chapter 6 and chapter 20 of Ezekiel to see how he would prophesy. But here he's now prophesying to the dry bones 
of an army, a great army. But this army, notice they were bleached white. They had died in, a, in the field of conflict, but there was no one to heal them or to save them now. They had been long in that condition. They were so bleached, bleached white. They had been lying dead in that valley floor for such a long time. But they weren't just bleached white. We noticed that they were, they were also without marrow and spirit. What it meant to be the people of God had left them. Their identity had been lost. What made them human wasn't there. There was no marrow or spirit. They had lost all hope. This army there was a spiritual death over Israel. Here is a picture of absolute death, not just decline. The essential life of God had left Israel. The essential life of the Spirit wasn't there. But what was left was just a dead church. A dead army, a dead nation, but without spirit. Oh, how we need the Holy Spirit. And this is the great reminder on the day of Pentecost. And today, we need the Holy Spirit. If we do not know the life of the Spirit in the life of the church, then we become just a dead church. Yes, we can still attend church. We can still come to the meetings. We can enjoy singing our favourite hymns. But spiritually, we will just know death and decline. And we're told that, there was, that they were without breath. They were without breath. They couldn't even pray. The desire to meet with God had gone. The vital prayer life of Israel had dried up. What a condition. What a picture of Israel. But not just a picture of Israel, but what a picture of our church today. Now, I don't want to leave you with such discouragement as we look at our own national church and as we look at the church in Scotland and throughout the UK. I don't want to leave you in despair this morning because today I believe the Lord has a message of such hope. Because notice that the prophecy doesn't finish here. As Ezekiel is now caught up with God, he now sees a valley not of just dry bones, not a valley of a dead army, but he sees a valley of vision. There's hope, hope of restoration and resurrection life. There's hope of revival. And so here God instructs Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones. And so here Ezekiel, he prophesies words of life, the very word of God. 
as the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And here, as Ezekiel prophesies, we're told that these bones began to come together. Flesh appeared on these bones. Again, we see the nation of Israel restored, revived, standing up like a mighty army. The Lord's people now are on their feet. But there's something missing. Here we see the church in Israel. They're in exile. God is going to bring them back. He's going to bring life back to them. The bones will come together. The skin will form again. God will do a restoring work. He will bring them back, yes. But notice, but then Ezekiel was to prophesy the Spirit. Prophesy to the winds to come, to bring and breathe life again. That the Spirit of God would come. They were to know the life of the Spirit. They needed the breath of God flowing through them. And today, here in Stevenson, we need the life of the Spirit. We need the life of the Spirit in the church and in our individual lives. We need the breath of heaven we're not, we don't read about Pentecost and say, well, wasn't that lovely how the church was born? And I often hear that. Pentecost is a reminder that the church was born then. That the church was born 2,000 years ago. And every Pentecost, we celebrate the birthday of the church. Pentecost ought to be a reminder that we need the Holy Spirit every day. The church needs the Holy Spirit every day. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. I can't pray without the Holy Spirit. I can't live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. And we can't be the church without the vital life of the Holy Spirit in us. But the problem is that we often run dry. And I know there are times in our lives where we feel so dry spiritually. And so maybe today, can I ask you the question, here on Pentecost Sunday, are you feeling dry? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling weary? Do you feel like the army of Israel? You've fallen. You've tripped and you've stumbled and you can't get up. And you feel as if you don't even have a prayer. There's no breath in you. There's no marrow, no spirit. You feel just empty of heart. And maybe you feel hopeless. As we hear of all that's happening in the church today, of closures and unions and, and maybe you just feel what's the point today can I encourage you to look up 
I believe the Lord wants to restore you. He wants to revive you. I believe the Lord wants to breathe life into you again. And I believe the Lord wants to breathe life into his church again. And yes, it would be my greatest desire that the Holy Spirit would come here to the High Kirk and breathe life into us again. And that we will go out from this place like missionaries of old, gossiping the gospel to our neighbours, our family, sharing the good news, phoning our friends. You won't believe what's happened. Oh, the Holy Spirit has fallen upon the High Kirk. Oh, this restoration, this revival, these times of refreshing again from the throne of God. Wouldn't it be lovely to experience times of refreshing again here in Stevenson, in North Ayrshire, in Scotland? For those who are listening online, as you've read the history of revival throughout Scotland, oh, wouldn't it be lovely to know again a day, a day where God would breathe out his spirit upon the church, upon communities, upon lives that feel so dry, so empty. Well, can I encourage you here this morning? Why don't you just take this moment and ask the Lord, Lord, please breathe upon me your Holy Spirit of promise. Lord, may I know that Pentecostal shower of blessing. Lord, that you would breathe on me, your Spirit, that your Holy Spirit would consume me. Why don't you invite the Lord? Ask him to breathe not just life upon you, but what about your family? What about your street, the street that you live on? What about your neighbours? What about your community, your island, your city, your town? <coughs> oh Lord, that he would breathe life into the church again. That the Lord would breathe life into the church of Scotland, yes. Oh, how we need that breath of heaven. But oh, that God would breathe again the life of the Spirit into the church in Scotland. We need revival. We need a move of God again upon our nation. And I would encourage each one of you to stand up like a mighty army and to take heaven by violence, to pray in the blessing, to seek God earnestly Oh, that his spirit would come and fill our hearts, our lives. Oh, is that your prayer? Well, I pray that the Lord would begin today, on the, on the day of Pentecost, that God would begin and revive you, that God would fill you. Oh, may the Lord encourage you. May he set you to prayer. And that you would live out the gospel for him. And that you would be clothed with power from on high. Oh, may this be another day of Pentecost. For ourselves and for the church throughout the world.
That's my prayer. And may the Lord fulfill our heart's desire as we join together in prayer this morning. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We know that you are the counsellor of truth, our help in need, and the one who fills us with the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, we pray this day to come into greater communion with you. You so graciously work through us, but also to comfort us with your peace that goes beyond all understanding. Holy Spirit, please come on this day of Pentecost. Guide us as we pray, especially as we remember our Queen on this, her Platinum Jubilee. Almighty God, you are the fount of all blessing and goodness. We therefore give you thanks for the sovereign reign of our Queen and for the example of loving and faithful service she has shown. Help us to follow her example of dedication and to commit ourselves to you and to one another. Sovereign Lord, as we rejoice in your presence, fill your church on earth with power and compassion, that all who are scarred by sin may find forgiveness and know your peace, to the glory of God the Father. Now bless our Queen and all who are in authority under her, that they may order all things in wisdom, fairness, righteousness and peace, to the honour and glory of your name, and for the good of your church and people, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, we now sing in our closing hymn, We Are One. So let's worship together. Sister, let me wipe your tears Brother, let me bear your fears Come on, every daughter, every son Let us walk in love, for we are
And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship, comfort, and power of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore.